Infamous. Yeah. That means more than famous? Uh, well, it means famous <laughs> for the wrong things. <laughs> Sorry, I was doing the third you, you are infamous. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome to episode 126 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is the big dick, Mike G. <laughs> well, you're a big dick. <laughs> well, you said I was, so there you go. Yeah, I think you took it the wrong way. <laughs> Those furries that are following you on Twitter, though, they're, they're, they're taking it the right way, I think. Dude, you need to stop that crap. Okay, I don't need to be followed by any more furries. You brought it upon yourself. I did not bring anything upon oh, myself. Oh, you totally brought it upon no, yourself. No, you guys have been doing this crap. <laughs> so I look at this furry thing, trying to figure out who the hell this is, and then you find out it's a dude. Dude, it's freaking <laughs> weird. I, no, I am not a furry man. I'm not a furry follower. I'm not. No, you're a little furry. No, what? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be talking there, Sasquatch. <laughs> I, Jesus, this is all your and Ryder's fault. I know, and I'm proud of that. Nice. <laughs> Well, aside from Mr. Furry Lover over here, we also have a very what? special guest in the studio this week. El Furry himself. <laughs> I wouldn't call him that. Mr. Brian Salinas. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on this week. Yeah, we're happy to have we've been talking about We've been talking about this for a while. Yeah. For a few months now. Yeah. yeah uh, Brian is a staple at the conventions here in Houston. We see him almost, what, once a month at least? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I did for a while, and then I, I slowed down, but, you know, for a good reason. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll talk about it a little bit. But man, it's it's great to see you back. It's great to see you at all the cons again. And uh, you know, we love talking to you. Every time we see you at a con, it's one of the highlights guys, of the day. <laughs> you guys crack me up every time, man. I, I, I walk with these shows and I, I'm laughing my ass off every time. And it, it's just you know, you guys if you out there listening haven't met these guys in person. Be glad. Stalk <laughs> stalk these guys. Stalk Please stalk these guys. Because Especially Miguel. You're oh, a furry geez. lover out there? Uh-huh. Miguel. Uh-huh, he loves go. it. Oh, where's, his, where's his horse head? He loves being stalked by, by a furry. He's just poor, so he can't <laughs> afford the full costume. I'm poor? <laughs> well, he's already a giant horse's ass. No. Okay. Oh, man. You know, I would say it's good to see Brian all the time, but every time I see him, <laughs> he chingles me, man. He chingles me every time. He's supposed to, like, be my buddy and give me art for... Decent price, no, but he raises the price on me. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm sorry, brother. Man. It's, it's white privilege. That's why I lower it down for them, not for you. <laughs> well, I'm hey, glad the hey, home. Hey, I'm glad the hey, Home I, Depot I, let you off today, so you come get on our show, <laughs> bro. I believe that our people are making it. That's why you can try. That's why you can pay extra. It's okay. <laughs> Have you seen my horse head? I'm not making it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of do need a new one. It's uh, it's getting it's getting cracked there. Yeah, <laughs> it is white. It is white. So where was my discount? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding, man. man I love you guys, man. You guys are you guys are great. Busting my balls early and, in the morning. Oh, and by it. the way, uh, I saw these guys last to Conclusion here in Houston. I want to give them, uh, I want to publicly go on record and saying congratulations on the book. Oh, thanks, man. The the, uh, the preview was is awesome. I read it again about two days ago. I can't I can't talk about it enough. It's an awesome book. Thanks, man. We worked really hard on it, and 
we did have kind of an issue pop up with our guy that was doing the two-page story in the back, but uh, we've rectified it, and our, our printing's been delayed about two weeks or so, but we should still have everything ready by August 1st, so Good. everything's on track, just a little slower than we were planning. All right. All right, let's move on and talk about this week's comics. Uh, Miguel, what were your top two this week? My top two, man. My number two book this week was The Walking Dead 156 by Robert Kirkman and Charlie Adlero. Adlard? There's an, oh, that's a, that is a D. Yeah, what the hell? Adlard. Hey, man, he's not. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> it, was, it was my number two as well. Uh, yeah. It's a great book. I mean, Negan's back. He's with the Whispers. He does everything he can to gain their trust and to prove himself. You know, he sleeps in the mud. He sleeps away from the camp, you know, forsakes their protection. And all of it just to prove to Alpha, the leader, that he's worthy and he deserves to be her right-hand man. And it gets to the point where she's about to give him that responsibility. And then... Don't say it! I'm not going to spoil <laughs> it, but, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of common knowledge by now, I believe, because I've seen it plastered all over the internet. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, Negan is Negan, and it's not going to change. And he was never really loyal to those people. He's always been loyal to Rick, because he respects Rick. Gotta so. respect the one-armed man. It was, <laughs> it was a really good issue. One of the best ones in a while. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. If you're not reading Walking Dead, you're missing out. Well, you know, it's been slow for a little bit, but it picked up. And with Negan out, it's better. Yeah. And you called this, actually. Yeah. You called this a couple episodes back. You said, he's, nah, nah, he, he's loyal to Rick now. He, he respects Rick. It's like, nah, dude, oh, he's going to fuck Rick over the first chance he gets. Yeah, you got to respect someone that kicked your ass in one arm. <laughs> yeah. That is true. <laughs> I was like, you kicked my ass in one hand. I'm respecting the hell out of you. <laughs> okay. And that's, that's basically what it came down to. I mean. Yeah, well, you know what? I got I to gotta add something to this. I think they need. I think the series needed needed Negan back in order to help rejuvenate it. So it did get stale there for a little bit. And Negan adds that that dose of fresh air that it needed. Yeah. It needed it needed something that will take it back to the top top again. Yeah, and he's doing that. I mean, uh, it was not in our top three books for a really long time, but then as soon as Negan started reappearing, it's back up here. So, so you're saying a bunch of f bombs and some perverted issues that gets it back in the top three. For me, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you sick Would bastard. you expect it to be any different? No, I wouldn't. Bunch of... <laughs> That's like having Cheech and Chong and no pot. Come on. <laughs> you know, come on. That'd be really boring. Give me a... Hey, Cheech, give me that Whole Food store I want to go to. No, man. Come on. You can't have them without having that. That's why I'm interested to see what they do with Negan on the show, because he's not going to be able to cause up a storm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, sure it'll, I'm sure it'll be fine, but it won't be Negan that we all know and love, you know? Yeah, but Jeffrey no. is still a still a freaking mother. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, he was that pretty if good. It, if it was that Negan, he wouldn't be on TV. No, Skidamax. <laughs> well, cool. Like, like I said, that was my number two as well. All right. Uh, what was your number one? My number one is by a friend of ours, uh, Kingpin number one, Matthew Rosenberg and Ricardo Lopez. It was really good. Hell yeah, it was. I I, I don't bash on people, brother, but I got to say this: I didn't like the art. Maybe that's the way Ricardo draws. Uh, he was working on. That's the way they wanted to do it. Give it that kind of different look. I didn't like it. It just it it, it, was, it, was very it kind stylized. of grew on me. I guess it kind of grew on me at, at the end. But I would have liked to seen some some guy like you know like a Lenares or a Salinas work. You know, do the art. That would have been nice. You know, somebody. Well, you're really going. You're really going for those discounts, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> or even a Devin Craft. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the the art was definitely a weak point in the book. It wasn't terrible. It, it was just very stylized, and I'm not sure it fit the story. Because, uh, you know, Kingpin's a pretty violent dude, and this guy's art didn't really lend itself to violence, I don't think. Mm-mm. The story, though, was great. Yeah, it was uh, very powerful. I, I mean, this was Matt Rosenberg's first Marvel story, 
And he took a character like Kingpin that, you know, everybody likes or, you know, some people probably love, but he's like a tier two character. You don't see him that much anymore. Uh, and they, he really sort of brought him back to the forefront and established his dominance over all the other criminal people. And I thought it was just excellent. Uh, I'm really looking forward to reading the rest of the series. Matt's doing a fantastic job. Uh, I do agree with you about the art, but that is what it is. Hey, man, he brought the kingpin. That kingpin. Kingpin. <laughs> he, brought the, <laughs> he brought the kingpin back the way I bring sexy at all the Comic Cons. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, it's. You had to go there, huh? Yeah, I had to. <laughs> all your furry friends oh, are like. <laughs> now, boy. I waited. I knew Brian was going to say that. <laughs> you realize you are never going to live that down with me, ever. You're going to be the furry king until you die. Wow, the furry king? <laughs> furry king pan. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's my Davy Bowie character. Nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's awesome. You know what's going to happen now? Is I'm going to have to go to I all these I want to draw cons. you on the cover like that. Oh, uh, you, you have to. Oh, yeah. With the head. <laughs> I may have to do that. I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> That might be your one free gift from me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Justin will be like, I want it. I got to put it up in the office. Yeah, you got to let me take pictures first so I can put them all over oh. the internet. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. And, and, your, and your BAM join us, too. My ba- <laughs> See, what's going to have to happen now is I'm going to have to go to all these cons and take nothing but pictures with these voluptuous women so I can... But I, I thought your wife told you you weren't allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm going to have to gonna have to break it, man. I got to break it. Got to get this furry stain off me. <laughs> Yeah, we, we yeah, when you start going through that divorce room, we're like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that shit. <laughs> no, I'd rather be the furry king. <laughs> All right, well, that, yeah, I really like Kingpin. It didn't make my top three. Really? Uh, it was it was good, but, man, my number one book I, I love. I've been loving it since the beginning. Uh, the Fix number four from Nick Spencer and Steve Lieber. This book, I swear to God, this is the best new series of this year. Not even close. It's crushing everything else. I thought this book was, uh, this particular Issue wasn't, uh, I don't know, it wasn't like the other ones. It wasn't as like... It was funny, the story with the dog, but it was like just not... I don't think it, I don't think it had the same Im- like oomph as some of the other ones did, but it had a very like important story in it. I mean, it talked about what's going on in the world today with all the racial shit and the cops. It also had some funny moments with the, the drug dealer who's kind of running the cops. <laughs> and then it had the, the really, really touching moments with the dog, which I thought were funny. All around, man, this this is just the best series that's out right now. Look, I, man, I love it. If I want to read a political book, I'll go pick up Hacktivist, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> well, it's not it's not in your face. It's not shoving it down your throat. It's just making social commentary in the guise of, of putting on an interesting story. That's all that's been going on for the last 24 hours. It's in my face. Well, Get it the fuck out of my face. I don't like it in the face. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it in the no, face. No, I do not. <laughs> you piece of crap. You're... Damn, 1-800-YOU-LOVE-A-FURRY. No. They're coming at you, buddy. This episode, buddy. Like, he, he wants it all over the face. He's not rubbing it in his skin. <laughs> you, need to get a, you need a sound bite from um, that, that movie. He rubs a lotion in the skin. Nice. You know? <laughs> Sounds the, of the lambs. Put the lotion in the beard. Sounds, yeah, Sounds of the it. foxes. <laughs> Silence of the <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> nah, the fix was good. It didn't make my top three this week. I just thought it was a little bit laid back than the other ones. I didn't get a lot of the, the cracky jokes like they had before, but I did like the story with the dog. I thought that was cool, but it just wasn't there for me. I, so. I, I, I think the book itself, because of how relevant it is to what's going on in society today, that made it more. That made the impact of the book more even better. Yeah. It made it hit a lot harder 
and it just ha- so happens that it's actually well written. Yeah, you know, Nick, you know doing I, I, a great job. He's a phenomenal writer, and he he couldn't have predicted that this was going to happen the same week that his book was released. Yeah, but now that it has, it, it has more of an impact on the world. So people are, t- I think people are paying attention to it more now because of everything that's going on, because of the relevance that it has. I mean, it's a good thing. I hate to say that the shitty situation going on in the real world is positive for our industry, but hey, you gotta let the industry strive. Yeah. So we can have more books like this. Yeah, absolutely. Great. You'll make me sound like a racist. <laughs> I told you last couple you episodes. <laughs> I told you last couple you hate, episodes. All lives matter, damn horses. it. Nice. <laughs> you, you hate brown horses. <laughs> <laughs> brown horse lives matter, okay? <laughs> Unless they're dudes. You know what? And- <laughs> even, even, though, <laughs> even though they pull your, uh, your, your wagon when you go do yards, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay, Miguel. We love you. You guys are gonna give me shot <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, look, yeah, in the face with a furry coat. Oh, <laughs> damn it! It's like doing the Man, show with two not- of you. I know. It's, it's great. I'm this. I've been smiling. He's like, this whole come on, Brian. Anytime I'm pissed off at you, I'm gonna have Brian come on as a guest. Yeah, fuck with you all day. <laughs> Man. That was my number one. Uh, what was your pick of the week? Pick of the week was a, a new book, and you told me about it, and I was like, I didn't know that was coming out, but you mentioned who was doing it, so I was like, okay, I got to pick this up. Throwaway's number one, Caitlin Kittredge, Stephen uh, Sanders, and in the letter, Rachel Deering. Uh, it was actually my pick of the week as well. We were both big fans of Caitlin Kittredge from Coffin Hill, mm-hmm. uh, her last book at Dark Horse. Now she's with Image, which is really cool, and uh, this is a book about assets like military assets <laughs> did you have to stress the ass and the- <laughs> <laughs> they're basically like sleeper agents that uh, the military triggers and, and turns on for one attack and then once they're done they're done like they they get one kill and they kill the person off because they have no more use for them that's just messed up uh, the so the story follows this one guy who doesn't get killed he manages to escape and so now they're all after him and the girl and, and the girl too uh, it, it's really good. I'm, I'm not going to do any kind of justice explaining it. I'm just going to say it's really an awesome book, and you got to go pick it up. Check yeah, because at first you don't know what's going on, and then you look at it. Wait a minute. Did they just trigger her like Bucky? Which is cool. So I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> and it's Caitlin. You know, this is my first thing seeing Steven do his stuff, which I was impressed with. I was fine with it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm all on. I, I can't wait to pick up the next one. And I was actually glad to see Rachel Deering doing the lettering, which is cool, because I haven't seen that her name in a while. It's because she unfriended you. <laughs> Shut up, man. Some people, look, look. Okay, first of all, I was not stalking. It was one of those things where people start pulling, you know, this world is crazy. You got to start pulling back. I started doing that crap, too. I've been pe- pulling people who I don't know, like, okay, we can't be friends anymore because you people are freaking weird. And don't look at me and say you people. <laughs> but I understand what you did. What do you mean by you people? <laughs> are you crazy Latinos and are you crazy... Uh... <laughs> I can say that, see, because I'm Latino. Okay. <laughs> it's still kind of racist, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't think she's on Facebook anymore, period. Uh, unless she completely went dark and, well, sad. No, she just blocked you. Well, you know, I don't you know, know why. I didn't ever well, say anything her, wrong. Her profile might have might have gotten too high where she was getting a lot of strange requests. I mean, it happens. Yeah. I, I, I know I know. Uh, a, there's a well-known artist right now that works for DC. I'm not going to say his name out of privacy. When he started going through some personal things, he, he completely went off the grid, too. Uh, you know, and he's just like, I'm going to let my manager handle everything. 
and I, you know, so it's when you when you're doing something great, man. You gotta pull back those reins and keep those close to you. Yeah, keep the people close to you. No, I understand, and there's no no, no hate there. I'm a big fan, so. I understand you guys, have, and even yourself. Uh, I understand if you unfriend Justin, that's not that's understandable. But you know, I know you better not unfriend my ass because I will come looking for you. <laughs> well, I sent you a friend's request before, and you said screw you, Meskin. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not wearing a furry costume. Uh, it, 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 it took three, it took three times to get you to accept my friend's request. Justin sent me one, so he's always on my friends list. Oh, nice. That's right. Well, the reason yeah, probably why yeah. you didn't get my friend acceptance early is because I had no internet, so I couldn't see it. Well, I, you know, I believe that you owe me money from doing your yard. You know, when I cut your grass, and uh, you still had to pay me. So. He used up all his Gs downloading that furry porn on his phone. <laughs> what? <laughs> furry porn. <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> Well, cool, Brian. Uh, have you read anything recently you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, you know what? Um, I do want to talk about one book, and and uh, you know, I I agree with the fix, and I agree with throwaways, and I and I read the image stuff. But there's a book that kind of surprised me. I'm not a big Superman fan at all, but I'm a, I like the rebirth stuff going on. Superman two came out, and for the first time, and I say about 15 years, that character was iconic for this this issue. If you haven't read Superman number two. I would say pick it up. I would find a copy and pick it up. They have these iconic moments between him and his son that you really see him transition from Clark Kent to his dad. He becomes Paul Kent in Jor-El. He bec- you know, he becomes the iconic character. And there's a he, he explains what the meaning behind having the the shield the S shield is and it's just not having superpowers and it's just not it's what that means to mankind and the inspiration behind it. And there's some really iconic pages in there. It doesn't hurt that Doug Doug Make is, or however you say his damn name, he does the art, and it's um, it's beautiful. But you get to see this character after screwing him up for so many years finally be iconic again. And I'm like, you know what? I can't wait to see where they're going to go with this next. It actually left me for the first time in many years saying, "Damn, I want issue three. Hmm. And usually I buy a lot of my you know my stuff downloaded. I download all my comics. This is one of the few that I actually sought out, to, sought out and went to the store and said, "Hey, I need a copy of this." Cool. You know, so okay. I, mean, that, I just wanted to give that book a, sh- a shout out because uh, I think because in my eyes, a lot of these older characters get overlooked because they have been around so long. But when you have this character, that it, it had it had its moments, man. I I would just read it, and even if it's just a digital copy, it's worth the read. Yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, we read the Justice League and we read uh, Batman this week, but I don't think we read Superman. No, we didn't. I didn't pick up Superman because uh, I was I was disappointed in Justice League. I don't know about it all. It, it was okay. But not it wasn't. It wasn't as good as I, I hoped it would be. I think I think Justice League needs to be on a a, a larger scope. It needs something else. I, I think Brian Hitch is the wrong guy for it. I mean, it's only the you first know, issue, so I mean, there's still room for growth. There's still room for improvement. But yeah. I agree. Issue one was just kind of. Lackluster. Well, remember, we picked up Batman 1, and we thought, okay, this is not very Batman-y, and then we picked up Batman 2, and they're like, hey, this is not bad. The problem with Batman 1 wasn't that it wasn't a Batman story or it wasn't good or anything. It was that it was no content. It was 20 pages of story, and like seven of those were splash pages. So there was no content to it. I mean, you were paying $5 for a book that had less than 100 panels. (laughs) Yeah, and with with Brian Hitch, he does a lot of storytelling through his artwork, and you could tell he rushed it. His artwork looked rushed. It wasn't that good. The story, it was, it seemed repetitive from same old crap that he's done for years. 
big alien comes down, they defeat it. The best part of that book is when they're showing the behind the scenes when it's Clark and Lois talking about him not being trusted, him not trusting no one in the New Justice League, and her trying to convince him. That's a great story dynamic to play off of. They need this other crap. You know, I think they just try to do it in there because there's like, oh, the fans want to see it. No, fans want to see some good shit. Yeah. And that wasn't good, Mize. Yeah. You know, but I did like the, the new sp- Batman was really good. Yeah. With yeah. Gotham and Gotham Girl. That's, I like that. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I'm, in, I'm excited to see where they're going with that. But I, I completely agree with yeah. you. Like the Superman American Alien stuff, where it was yeah. pre New 52 Clark working on the sidelines, not letting anybody know who he was, and now he's come out. I think that's the most interesting part about Justice League. It uh, is. But I completely agree with you that the fight against the monster was just kind of, okay, there's another monster. Let's just beat it the way we always do. And mm-hmm. nothing yeah. nothing much and, happened there. And then they show they show Superman come in. He's like, oh, I scanned it, and this is how you beat it. And it was over in two seconds. You're like, really? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was bullshit. It was, it was 22 pages of a book. 18 of them were filler pages. They were all just filler. They, <laughs> it, it wasn't good. Uh, it's like we said a couple episodes ago, um, how DC was kind of like in on the, you know, not really doing it for us, and all of a sudden the rebirth started, and we've kind of really liked it. I mean, we pick up The Flash, which is really good. I've been reading Wonder yeah. Woman because of my wife, and I really enjoy that one, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one I didn't get was Green Lantern and... Uh, Green Arrow. And Green Arrow and freaking Aquaman. <laughs> That's yeah. never going to happen. <laughs> hey, I'm, a, I'm an Aquaman fan. I am. I don't know if I'm an Aquaman fan. Like <laughs> Yeah, I know why you didn't like him. (laughs) No, uh, the Green Lanterns look, it's interesting because you have two minorities Mm -hmm. for the first time and to see the different takes on them. You know, so it's, I I don't know, man. Uh, I did kind of like that. that I did kind of like that part in Justice League, too, where Simon Baz is like, hey, I'm here, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you can tell there's a relationship blossoming between Barry and Jessica already. Mm-hmm. You can see it happening. And you're like, okay, whatever. But I would like this a lot more if they did more with Wally West. I'm sure know? they will. I mean, they, they made the initial DC Rebirth book all about Wally West, so he has to be a bigger yeah. part of it. It has to be. And I think that's what, in, in my eyes, you know, I grew up with these characters. I love these characters. Uh, so it, to, to have him back and have him in only one book, it's kind of like, dude, what the hell? What's all this build up for? Mm. You know, don't don't put them, make, don't make rebirth all about him, and then push him into one book and make him nothing. You know, give us our give us our icons back. Give us give us back our the characters we love from our childhood, man. You know, we, we earlier uh, when we weren't recording, you mentioned we mentioned the our you know comics and how it's work and how and this and that. I talked to a creator the other day, and he was like, yeah, I don't want to want to do comics anymore because it's not time to escape the real world. I'm like, well, that's the best part. Escaping the real world, escaping your problems. And finally, comics are getting back to that point. They're reminding us, hey, you don't, you don't have to be so damn serious. That, that's just my personal take on it. I mean, sorry, I was running up and down those damn stairs just now. It's not like I'm stalking y'all going. <laughs> <laughs> Miguel breathes like that all the time. Don't what worry. the hell, man? <laughs> That's another reason I'll play that damn Pokemon Go. I take five steps outside and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Stupid ass game. Yeah, Miguel called it Pokemon 60 a minute ago. What? So apparently, <laughs> you can see how, how much he knows about what's going on. Yeah. Well, you know what? If it was a furry locator, he'd be outside. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> gotta catch them all. No, you gotta catch nothing. <laughs> He's like, mm, yes. <laughs> gotta catch them all. <laughs> 
shit. <laughs> He's like, oh, lost internet connection. Shit. <laughs> well, Brian, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? I'm a meat puppet that has no sense of humor. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I'm, I don't know what to say, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a local artist here in Houston. Uh, I'm a father, husband, brother, son, you know, uh, Really, I don't really know how to how to answer that question because I'm I'm a really a humble guy. Um, but you know, I actually got into this industry by having a, a heart attack, so that's the weird part about it. I had a heart attack at a, at a refinery when I was working in the oil and gas industry, and I couldn't make any money anywhere. So my wife told me to get off my ass and do the art thing. So I'm really I'm I'm really honored to be able to do what I do. Uh, been working at indie comics now for going on five years. I had a chance to uh, do some covers with the Nexus and the Micronauts a couple of years ago, and I'm still waiting for that to go to publish to the to this guy, which I think will never see the light of day. You know, it sucks, uh, but that's part of the industry. You know, you do work, you get paid for it. You never know when it's going to be published. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to really say about it. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I love. I love this job. I mean, it's a job, but I, I love what I do. And I get to play with superheroes all day, and and uh, I'm getting ready to launch, trying to launch my own creator-owned book. It was originally published back in 1993, and so all these years, 25 years later, we're looking to publish them again, and which was really cool. And uh, I get I get to uh, work with Terry Wagner back in the day when my original publication date for my character Sundog, and when he realized it was me. I mean, we were in New Orleans at Wizard World New Orleans two years ago, and he realized I was the owner of that character. I helped create him. We were at dinner, and he was like, man, I was your original publisher. Well, he looked nothing like he does now. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, um, and so uh, a big shout-out shout to uh, Cherry Wagner and Mental uh, Diversions here in Houston. Uh, they, do, they do a lot to try to spotlight a lot of local talent and give them their break in the industry. And, you know, so... I give a lot of respect to Terry Wagner uh, for that. And then Mike Barron, uh, the creator of the Badger of the Nexus, really helped me in my career. He, he gave me his – I had to audition for him several times, and I'll get into that a little in a little bit. And when he saw my work in person, he was like, yeah, that, that's the work I okay. You know, it's a good job. So, cool. But that's a little bit about me. Well, so, uh, tell us a little bit about your, your character and your, your series. Okay. Well um, – as I, as I said originally uh, a little bit ago, the character was printed back in 1993 through uh, Cutting Edge Comics, Space City Comics Presents, number three. The character was named Sundog. He was a, a bounty hunter, which we created him basically right after Lobo. And we've been revamping the character for many, many years. I'm like, oh, I want this version. I want that version. I want to get away from the superhero take. I want to go more realism. And I realized how much all that shit sucked. I hated it. Uh, I was like, damn, well, I'm glad I didn't go try to do anything with it before. It sucked. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to recreate him as a short guy with a short man's complex. <laughs> and it just hates everybody taller than him. I mean, he even he hates fifth graders because he's so damn short because all fifth graders are taller than him. So he just it's just an old school, dumb book. Man. He likes to beat up people, friend or foe, if they're taller than him. So... People like slump, like when you see him in a book, people are like slouching over and try to beat his height. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's the, way I'm, the way I'm writing it, it's everybody, no, no one wants to stand up in the room. When he comes in, he comes in a room, 
people all sit down so that they're not standing up and being taller than him. That's it's just kind of funny as hell. So, I mean, I just like, you know what? Too many comics are serious these days. And so I want to have something dumb and fun, you know? And yeah, I, I'm not looking to win awards or anything like that. I just want to do what's in my heart and have in my passion, you know? And I was like, you know what? I can identify with, with being short. I'm only 5'3 myself, so I don't have a short man's complex that much until I punch McGill in the head. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you probably punch me in my gut since I'm so much taller than you. <laughs> well, that's why I was, you know, I actually, you know, I wasn't saying bam to your junk. That's as tall as I was. I was, just kind of <laughs> in the I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no. yeah, if you don't know what uh, Brian's referencing, we posted a video on the internet, what was it, like a month and a half ago? Yeah. We went to that North Texas collector show. Uh, Miguel bought the Superman underwear and was walking around, and there's this great video of Brian just screaming at Miguel's junk. He's bam! <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. I, I was wearing my eye patch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I was still recovering from that from that point, you know. But uh, I want to say thank you guys for your support with all everything that did happen to me recently. Thank you guys without your, without your support and without and for you guys that listen that, that have supported me and come out and, and y'all know what happened to me. Uh, and you know, thank you, y'all. Y'all helped me get back to my health and. You'll help me bounce back from this and fight depression and stuff like that. So thank you guys. Yeah, man, you're you're a great guy, and we don't want to lose you from the community. We don't want you to like step away from art. So I'm really happy that you're sticking with it and still out there doing stuff. I appreciate that. It's a lot. Is my turn to suck up now? <laughs> yeah, you're trying. Okay, all your right. turn. He's like, he's like, damn. He's like, I ain't sucking up. I paid full price for that Harley Quinn. <laughs> I know. What the hell, man? I'll give you five dollars off. <laughs> I held it for you. I held it for you, Cochino. <laughs> no, you still haven't brought me my other stuff yet, Cochino. <laughs> yeah, maybe the other stuff yet, Cochino. No, that's right. <laughs> Here comes the suck up worthiness of getting free stuff. <laughs> All joking aside, though, seriously, you are extremely talented. I am sorry to hear that that's how you got into the industry via a heart attack. That's, I mean, I've had a lot of relatives that have gone through a lot of problems like that, too. Uh, you know what, man? Honestly, brother, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Well, as my mama says, things happen for a reason. The also carries you your way, tells you, points you the right way eventually. Uh, what doesn't it, kill you it, makes you stronger. It does, man. Uh, I believe that, you know, I wasn't using what my, my God-given gifts were. And he, the Lord had to wake me up, man, and said, hey, you're going to use your gifts no matter what. And uh, and, and it just had to happen. So it, it woke me up. That was a big wake-up call, and this last stroke was a big wake-up call. And now it's, I'm different. I'm, at the, I'm in the gym all the time, man. I'm getting in shape. You know, I'm feeling good, man. I'm in a real great place in my life, and, and I'm creating every day, you know. So, you know, it but it's also you guys that keep me going. Um, not only my family who, who, who are there pushing me every day and they're supporting me, but the 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 community itself, you know, the the fans, the friends, you know, like Comic Palooza. I didn't realize I was doing business at Comic Palooza because so many people. My wife mentioned it. She goes, "So many people came up to you to check on you, see if you're okay." I didn't realize we were actually moving work. Which is a good thing, and I'm not going to talk about money here, but the show of support was just phenomenal. And so, uh, and that just shows what kind of community we all work in now, yeah. because the community we we love each other, man, and we're we're a big family. And so, you know, I wish everything else could be as tight knit as our yeah. convention family, but it, unfortunately, it's not. And, 
you know, shit like that should happen. Yeah, I hope any creators out there get to experience the same kind of sense of community that the Houston area has because, I mean, we really support each other and love each other, and it's just it's a great place. I don't feel any of that damn love. Uh, you're too busy talking to furries. Oh, shut corner. up. <laughs> you're looking for love elsewhere. Oh, this nice. <laughs> looking for nub in all the wrong places. How did I know you were going to do that? I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> but continue well, on my suck up here. The, the nearest Dallas, the nearest furry show is in Dallas. Ah, oh, chingo. I'll go ahead, Miguel. Uh, you're all right, man. Just okay. You're a great guy, man. Meeting you has been a real pleasure and an honor in our lives because we've got to meet someone as funny, as classic, and as honorable as you are, and then we've got to meet your family as well, which is really cool. I mean, we're big fans of a lot of the guys that we get to meet. Like, we went to that con to meet Steve Orlando and everything else, and it's so good to be able to meet these people. But when you meet somebody from your own area, a local Latino working his ass off, doing whatever happened to him, struggling whatever's happened to him, God put him through this, put him through that, and he continues to do what he loves, and he continues to be a family man, that's inspirational. That's, that's huge. That makes, for all the guys, young kids out there right now who are, who are especially Latinos, because you know, we don't want us to be statistics. We want them to be, you know, and everybody else, and not just Latinos. I'm, I'll go ahead and go on this Everybody Lives Matter. You want people, you want minorities to make something to themselves. You don't want them to, like, fall in the gutter. So when I have a chance, when I was coaching and everything else, if I saw any Latino minority, whatever, and I did for everybody. I'm, I'm not a, a racist like, yo, Joe, we joke about it. But I did <laughs> you know, my you best. You put a disclaimer in there, man. Nice. I, don't, I don't think anybody thinks you're <laughs> racist. Well, there's times I do think I might be. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, do, I do my best to offer advice. And say, hey, look, you got an opportunity to do this. Don't waste it. This is what you can do here and here. And I feel that's what you do. You inspire a lot of the young artists who come there and looking, as my son also draws, too. And he doesn't think he's that good. But seeing you and, and having some of your art and buying stuff from James and buying stuff from Sam and Devin, you local guys, that's, that's huge. That says a lot. And I can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart, number one, being friends with us. And allowing us to, to hang out with you and talk and meet your family and inviting us in. And I don't know why we didn't get an invitation to this barbecue you're doing, but uh, you know we'll talk about hey, that y'all, later. Y'all, <laughs> just, um, <laughs> welcome to come out, man. I was an extended invite to you guys right now. If y'all want to come on out. Oh, we eat too damn much, man. <laughs> We're gonna, it, it, it's a good ways away from where you're at, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Do you know? I'm, I'm, I'm going to give away some original art, you know, cover, and uh, some other stuff. They're going to be giving away as some uh, – Toy giveaways and some comic giveaways, man. Tomorrow? That's right. But we get there, we got. I got to buy. You give it to him, and I have to buy. What the hell, man? <laughs> hey, I, I'm giving. I, I'm just randomly going to give out a piece of artwork. Here's the napkin I wipe my face it's, with. It's going to be the cover of you. It's going to be a cover of you as the furry. He's going to rain them away. Well, when your he's book wear a horse hat. Nice. <laughs> when your book comes out, re comes out again. I definitely want to pick it up. I saw the art you had at your table. It looks amazing. I definitely want it. Whatever you do it through Kickstarter, whatever we'll definitely support you. Whatever yeah. we, we can do, uh, we'll definitely pick it up. I really would love, and I really would. I don't know what your aspirations are. I mean, I know what you like. You're creating everything else you want to do your own book, but I would love to see someone like you and James. And I, I keep on throwing on James because James, you and James remind me of oh, yeah, being the I same love, person. I, lo- I love James Lenars, man. You Great guys guy. are like the same type I, of person. I give a, I, you know, I, let me, let me say something about him first. Uh, I met him when he was just starting, just getting into the, into the uh, industry. And I've seen his work through mental diversions with, uh, with Terry Wagner and James, man, James, his talent exploded, man. He he has that creator own panda that he does. It is just awesome. And he is so diverse with what he does. He's always pushing his talent level. He's always getting better. And he and he just 
happens to be one of the nicest guys out there. Yeah. Like, he doesn't see himself as this guy that, that has a ton of talent. He's just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just me. You know, and, and, and I'm like, that's the great, one of the greatest qualities about the guy. I love the guy to death. Can't say any bad words about him, but I can't say some shit. I can't say some shit about some people. <laughs> and well, I guess we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Rubenstein, Rubenstein, you piece of shit. <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but Joe Rubenstein is a piece of shit. <laughs> oh man! But back to you. <laughs> yeah, okay. you, you, uh, yeah. Again. Just being you, I, I'm hoping that you guys get like the biggest break you guys deserve. I mean, not that you need, but you deserve. I feel that you've put in the work, you put in the time, you sacrifice blood, sweat, and tears, family time. That eventually, and the good Lord will take care of you, and you're going to get that beautiful break. And boom, you're going to blow up. And knowing you, you won't forget the people who are down here. So my hats off to you, man. God bless you. I hope everything goes well for you in the future, and stay healthy, man. I'm glad just I'm glad Justin's not looking at the camera right now because I literally just got emotional. It, 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 that touched me, man. I thank you so much. Uh, it means a lot. Um, but you know, uh, man, I don't even know where to go. I don't even know where to go from that. I can't come back with a smart ass from work. <laughs> well, let's move on to some some smart assery. Let's do that. None of this uh, touchy hey, feeling I mean, crap. We got, we, we got little too personal there. Thanks, Miguel. You dick. <laughs> that's, that's the only way he knows how to do it is to be too personal. <laughs> Anyways, oh man, uh, thanks. I appreciate the kind words. Thank you. Anytime, Thank you. brother. It's time for tell me a funny story. This okay. Week, this week it's uh, it's my turn and it's Brian's turn. So you you want to go first, Brian, or you want me to go? Uh, I'll go first. Oh, okay. I'll go first. This might be not only a funny story, but leading to some bashing. <laughs> uh, now, uh, I, there's a lot that's going on uh, that's happened. Uh, like, uh, there was a time I, I, I thought I was going to fight Michael Golden. <laughs> and, and if you know Michael Golden, he's a very nice guy. Yeah. And if his all... If this all Michael Golden, you gotta you gotta really piss him off. Um, this actually happened at Comic Palooza three years ago. I, I'm at my table and he comes over here and he, to my table and he, he he points at the table and he goes, "That's that piece of shit right there." I was like, "Oh damn, who is this old man cussing at me?" <laughs> <laughs> no clue. I had no idea who he was. Uh, and so he was like, "That's him. That's that piece of shit right there. Take that fucking shit down." I'm like. Who is this old guy cussing at me? What is going on? I'm standing there with, with, with like I said, I don't want to name names, Rubenstein. I'm standing there with Joe Rubenstein. <laughs> and Rubenstein just, like, backs away. And and uh, they thought it was Joe's work they were pointing out as mine. And, and uh, he, like, Michael was ready to fight. And he told me that later. He goes, dude, I was ready to whoop, whoop somebody's ass. He's like, thanks. Uh, I said, I respect you as a creator, but I guess... We're going to go in the parking lot and duke it out in a little bit, man. Uh, but it's, it's the funny thing is I see him several months later at another show in a whole other city, and he was like my best friend. And I was like, oh, damn. But, you know, that wasn't really wasn't a funny story. Let me tell you a better story. This is actually a funny story. How I met uh, Robert England and Michael Myers. Uh, uh, so I meet everybody in a bathroom. I don't know how it happens. 
I go take a piss, and I meet celebrities. Don't know why. You're not supposed I, to I, talk to people in the bathroom. <laughs> I know, man. Like Walter Koenig, my, my very first show, walked up next to me at the urinal, and I was like, dude, I really want to shake your hand, but I can't do it right now. <laughs> you should have uh, gave a So we're at the Bud Light party uh, two years ago with Alamo City Comic Con. And I go, I'm drink, we're out there drinking. We're, we're actually sitting with Pat Broderick and Angel Medina, me and my wife. And we're talking about the industry and comics, you know, all that kind of shit. And, and I, I excuse myself and go to the bathroom. Well, I'm in there talking to some big, big dude. I'm like an older guy. He's like, hey, how's your show going? I was like, oh, not bad. Said, I'm having a good time. He goes, oh, what do you do? I said, I'm an artist. And he goes, oh, that's cool. He goes, I go, how about you? He goes, Oh, I was a stunt man, and then I became a movie icon. I'm like, who the, who the hell is this guy? This guy's full of shit. He's trying to use that line. He ain't picking me up, man. I'm married. You know, I know who this guy is. And and uh, in walks Robert England, and I was like, oh, dude, you're Freddie. And he does a Freddie voice for me. And he goes, oh, you're a Gore fan. I was like, no, not really. And he goes, oh, really? I was like, yeah. And I'm gonna tell you why. Well. When I was a kid, and, and you met my dad at Conclusa, he was at Woodburner, mm-hmm. uh, he would jump out of the, we had a big bathroom window when I grew up, and we watched Halloween, and he would, would jump out the window and scare the shit out of us. I mean, almost make us piss ourselves when I was a kid. Well, I was like, and to this day, I can't, I can't watch Halloween or hear the theme music or see that Michael Myers, it freaks me the hell out. So I told him that exact story, what, exactly what I told you. And he goes, hey, have you met my friend here? I said, no. My, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be rude. I said, I'm Brian Salinas. This big dude looks me dead in the eyes. He says, I'm Michael Myers. Boy, it, went, it, went, it just went blank. <laughs> Pissed on running down up. your leg. <laughs> I locked up. And they're like, hey, hey, you okay? I'm like, dude, how long was I out for? They're like, a, a second. I was like, honestly, it was almost almost." Caca everywhere. <laughs> so I was like, you want a drink? I'm like, yeah, 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 let's get a drink. So we go to the bar and get a drink, and there's the guys from Weekend at Bernie's drinking and and and, and doing a and doing a Bernie, the dead man Bernie, and we're cracking. I'm cracking up, and I tell my wife about this later. And she goes, how do you meet everyone in the bathroom? I was like, I have no idea. It's the weirdest fan interaction ever by going to the bathroom. But, yeah, yeah I, trust me, there's other stories, but that's one of the best ones. From now on, you have to take your phone with you into the bathroom. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> have to take your buddy system. Buddy system? <laughs> Dude, if I go, no. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I all I need to be. First of all, I wouldn't go to the urinal, so I wouldn't be standing next to Robert England or anybody like that. You know this. I go in the stall. I know. <laughs> I, I used I usually do the same thing, but at a, at a convention, you know, people are trying to take a piss, and I, and I use the bathroom all day, and I was like, man, I got to go to the bathroom. I don't, but, like, I don't like people looking it, at my junk, man. What if it's Freddie or Michael Myers, though? You, <laughs> you, do wear, you do wear the word bam in front of your junk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you don't want them to look at it, don't wear the word. No. <laughs> well, you missed the other ones I wore. I, I wore the Batman. You, I had a cape on the ass. Can you imagine... <laughs> If, you, if y'all go to uh, Louisiana and you go to Emerald's restaurant and he's wearing those things, 
Bam! Oh, <laughs> little shit. That's where, that's where he keeps the spices. He just kind of pulls them out. <laughs> nice! <laughs> oh, my God. Let me season his nuts. <laughs> well, you didn't get to make our live show, but like I said, I wore the Batman underwears, and I ran in. I had a Batman I mask on. and had the ca- a cape on on the back of the underwears. But he was doing the bat tootsie. The bat tootsie. Pretty but great. the funny thing was, Justin's wife gave me a bunch of ring pops. So because they were over my shorts, there was no way I could stick them in my pocket. So I stuck them in my crotch, in the crotch of the underwear, which was on top of the shorts. So I'm running around throwing crotch candy at people. And what's funny is people started eating it. That was freaking hilarious. <laughs> were awesome. a few brave souls that ate course, crotch candy. Oh, there was one in the back pocket that I did. I stuck in the back of the underwear on purpose, and so I had to shake my leg for it to fall out. And I gave that ass candy to uh, Pop Mojo, I believe. <laughs> I think he ate it, too. It was pretty entertaining. I, I don't think he did. I think he left it on the chair. Oh, man. <laughs> He's like, no. Yeah, I don't want no, that. Taste the greatness. Like eat ass in person. <laughs> Taste <No>. the rainbow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Man, I need to hang out with him more often. I meet all kinds of celebs. Yeah. Oh, man. We do. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. If you'd have told me at 12 years old I would have this life, I wouldn't believe you. I mean, Manu Bennett was in my wedding. Oh, really? He was one of my groomsmen. That's awesome. I was like, dude, Deathstroke was one of my groomsmen. What the that f- was awesome. Dude, Jesus. Okay. Dude, all right. Got it? Got okay. it? Know that? I'm a huge fan of his. We've been trying to meet that guy. I've never gotten a chance to meet him. I know he's been in Texas dude, he, like three times, but I never got a chance to meet him. He, we're like, he's like family to us, man. He, lo- he, like, he loves my kids. He's always asking me, asking me whenever can, uh, my kids can come see him. Like, I, we, we, it was actually started as a joke. Because uh, uh, we got married at Alamo City Comic Con last year, me and my wife. And um, we were at Space City. Uh, we just walked into Space City, and I told him, hey, I'm getting married at Comic-Con. He's like, I want to be there. I'm like, oh, okay. He goes, no, I want to be in your wedding, or I'm going to tell her that she could do better. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm like, dude that's messed up. And, and uh, sorry, my kids are yelling in the background. That's okay. Um, but, yeah, he's like family to us, man, and he's awesome. Uh, I love that guy. That's really you know, cool. And that, matter of fact, uh, y'all might have heard about that night when he got in trouble in San Antonio. Uh huh. Yeah, we talked about yeah, that a little bit. That wasn't my wedding night. <laughs> but it wasn't because of us. It all comes to fruition now. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it wasn't because of us. But you know, you know, I, I you know, he's a he, but he really is a great guy. You know, you know, and uh, it's like my my dad has always heard these stories about me being at shows, and he goes, he goes, you really know these people. And then David, David Prowse, you know, Dark Vader, signed a, a thing to my mom. And my dad was on paperwork. He goes, no, I don't charge my friend. Your son's my friend. My dad's like, dude, you're friends with Dark Vader. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I was like, uh, I would have never believed me if you had told me at 12 years old that I was going to be friends with all these people. Yeah. You know, like Kevin Eastman, I got a ton of his work in the house. It's going to sound weird, but I, I get tired of getting original artwork from some of these people that I admire. I want some of the ones that, like, I want some of these up and coming artists, you know. So, you know, like, like I want. So I never get James Lenar's work. Hey, James, you hear me? I want some of your work. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second shout out I've given you, James Lenar. <laughs> no. Hey, I've been giving no. shout outs and love all damn day, and I still don't got no damn original art. <laughs> because you can't swap out art with him. That's why he doesn't charge, he doesn't charge his friends. <laughs> Dick. Well, so dude, I'm not a our, friend, you bastard. I take back every nice thing I said. Hey, hey, Miguel, seriously, are you you're registered, right? 
As a sex offender? Or what? what? As, a, as a furry offender. A furry offender? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> no. I'm with this guy. I have a of mine that makes apps. I'm going to have him make an app just for him. The furry finder. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I could see this shit happening, too. <laughs> Taking this to a whole new level. It's like like Tinder for furries. Tinder for swipe left. Fern, Fernder. <laughs> Fernder. <laughs> Bastards. Fernder. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I'll do this because I know you want to do it, Justin, but I'll do it for you. James would never. James. Damn it. Now you're talking about James. I think I'm talking to James. Not all, not all Latinos look alike. I know this. <laughs> Try to say, man. Hey, hey, Brian, if you can hook yeah. us up, man, and get Manu to talk to us, we'd be ever so happy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know about. I mean, I I I can call him, but I I don't I don't like calling people. Like if I have their cell number, like I got Luke Frigno's cell cell number, and he just texts me because I can't hear it. I've never called him. I've never texted him because it's kind of like I get these cell numbers, and I, and I called Manu a couple times, but we were at a show where we we're going to have dinner and hang out. But I don't I don't like intruding. You know, yeah. no, like, I completely you know, understand. You know, no, I understand. You know, like, I like I was sitting there with Ray Park at Alamo City uh, last year, and if people were just like come by to get pictures, and I was like, hey, you know, you mind we're having a private conversation? And he goes, thank you, I appreciate that. I was like, well, you shouldn't have to always be on. You shouldn't have to be Ray Park, the actor. You know, just you should just be Ray. And we were able to sit down and have a private conversation about family and friends and 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 life, and not just talk about oh, your snake eyes and your. Darth Maul, you know, and and he next day he thanked me. He actually bought a uh, original snake eyes from me. He's like, man, he goes, you made me think about my kids. He goes, I left early to go call my kids back in uh, California. He goes, I appreciate that. I was like, no, no problem. That's cool. See, man, we just need to hang out with him now, with Brian. Hey, come on at cons because we'd meet all these people. But see, again, we don't. I mean, we hung out. We did interview with Jason Muse, but we didn't treat him like he was like. You know, we talked to him normally. We had a good old time with him. Yeah, and he's really cool with us. Uh, yeah, all the, Mike and Ming and those Jason, guys. Yeah, J- Jason Muse asked me to. Buy, uh, they asked me to uh, do a dead shot with Jason Muse because Ming has bought work, Brian's bought work, uh, Mike, Mike. Uh, they all bought work for me, and they go, I go, well, hey, uh, what can I do for anybody else? He goes, hey, do dead shot from Muse. It's his favorite character. And I was like, well, why is anybody like dead shot? Dead shots, nobody. Uh, yeah, I'm an idiot. Not knowing he's gonna be in the Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> um, this was like <laughs> this was uh, uh, three years ago, and every time I every time I come around the museum, man, you stole me ninety dollars for that artwork. Yeah, you stole me, even though I never did it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's an ongoing joke, and I and I see Ming. I'm like, hey, Ming, not me. He told me he stole me ninety bucks. He goes, I, he he owes he owes money to everybody. <laughs> and I'm like, that's hilarious. Hey, but you get to tell us your funny story, brother. You said it was gonna be a great one. I've been dying to hear this one. So, uh, you know, I haven't told a story from my past in a long time. I've mostly been talking about what's been going on currently with me. Yeah. And funny things that have popped up. But I was reminded of... This is the same Cochino <laughs> that touched his grandma's boob, by the way. Yeah, well, I was reminded of a very funny <laughs> thing. Okay, I've got to go. I've got to go on that one. That's <laughs> disturbing and sick and fascinating all at the same time. I was, uh, I was a little kid when that happened. Um, 13. I didn't really, <laughs> no, I, was, I was really little. I didn't know what was going on. Uh, 22, 22 is not little. <laughs> Speaking of not knowing what was going on, uh, <laughs> do, do you remember the very first time you got an erection? <laughs> uh, oh, God. I have one right now, but no, I don't remember when. I can't tell you. 
<laughs> I, I remember. Uh, really? <laughs> Usually it's when you wake up. No. Um, I used to do martial arts. Uh, I did martial arts from the time I was... <laughs> so you kick somebody with your No, <laughs> no, no. I did martial arts from the time I was seven until I was 15. Okay. And uh, I remember I was about 10, I guess, and uh, we were we were going to class. And my dad used to do martial arts with me, but his, his joints started hurting, so he stopped doing it. He stayed downstairs and worked out with the weights, and then I would go upstairs and participate in classes. So... One day when I was like 10 years old, we were doing the warm-ups, which is like 15 minutes of like jogging in place and doing exercises and stretching out and stuff like that. And there's this older woman who was in the class with us. She was probably like in her mid-20s. And she was a friend. I mean, we'd sparred together. We'd talk together and stuff. And I was looking at her while we were exercising. Uh-oh. And uh, yeah, I thought she I know, was going. I always thought she was cute. And, you know, my very first erection happened <laughs> while I'm exercising. And I was like what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> and I was oh. like, I was like looking down at myself and I was like, everybody else is still moving. And I kind of like, I kept trying to like, look like I was moving along, but I was like secretly having a panic attack inside. Cause I thought something was wrong with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it was right around that time that the exercise broke. It was like, okay, everybody stop, go get your sparring pads on. We're going to spar. I thought you said the other thing broke, but okay. <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay, what do I do? Do I stay up here and do class or do I go down to the bathroom and like try to figure out what the fuck's going on? I was having like an internal crisis. And I was like, okay, it'll be okay. I'll do the pads. So I go over to get my pads and you know, she walked the same direction as me. And uh, I was like, hey, do you want to be partners today? No, we lost Brian. He said, I'm out of here. <laughs> I was like, so do you want to be partners today? And she looks at me and she, she, she goes, yeah, but you might want to take care of that first. And like pointed because I mean, it was obvious. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay, I'm going to go downstairs. So I went down to the bathroom downstairs, the, the, the men's locker room. Okay. And uh, yeah, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I, I went in the stall at first, and I like pulled my pants down, and I was like pushing it and like hitting it, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I had no idea what was wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you? Ten. Oh, my God. Ten. Uh, so I walk out into the locker room and, you know, I'm just wearing my underwear and I go to my, my locker cause we were supposed to wear cups when we're exercising and stuff. And I never wore wine because it was my dad's old one, which a, I thought was really gross. Yeah. And B, it was way too big for me because like it like pushed into my bones when I wore it and it was uncomfortable. So I never wore it, but I figured I could wear it and cover up what the fuck was going on down there. <laughs> Holy crap, man. But I, I, I like pulled it out of the locker and I was looking at it and I was like, okay, I, I, I just, I was completely out of my head. I had no idea what was going on. I was freaking out. And this other guy who's kind of a friend of ours walked into the locker room. He helped you with it? <laughs> he didn't help me with what it. What the fuck? He just walked in and uh, he's like, you okay, Justin? And I was like, I think something's wrong with me. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, uh, I kind of like, you know, pointed to what was wrong and he said, oh, that's normal. Don't. Don't you want me to go get your dad? And I was like, no. <laughs> and he was like, okay, well, it'll go away. Just, just give it some time. It'll go away. And I was like, are you sure? And he goes, yeah. I said, okay. And I went in the bathroom and I put on the cup and I put on my stuff and I went back upstairs and uh, we started fighting and, and it did go away. And I was so happy. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. And I never asked my dad about it. And I, I, I just figured something was wrong with me. I just trusted the, the other guy who had told me it would go away. Uh, about a month later, we started sex ed. Oh, my God. In school. So for like an entire month, 
I was like panicking that there was something wrong with me. <laughs> it wasn't until, you know, my parents had the talk with me and I finally had that class that I learned what the fuck happened. <laughs> <laughs> you dumbass. But I mean, I was a 10 year old kid. How are you supposed to know? I know. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> and that's my funny story. Jesus. <laughs> that funny yeah kind of messed up <laughs> she's like you gotta go take care of it you didn't even know what it was so let me just beat the shit out of it <laughs> <laughs> wrong kind of beating sir <laughs> what are you supposed to do <laughs> find yourself a furry <laughs> i was 10 <laughs> well, we already knew what you were into kung fu ding dong number one super guy <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Take so, off a Kong, Hong Kong fooey. <laughs> you, you don't remember your first erection? Uh, I think I do, but I don't really know exactly when, because being a super Latino guy, I always have these erections. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you ever get an erection when you're just driving to work? No. Yeah, that shit happens to me. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? I'm just driving to work and not thinking about just jamming to the music like, don't, what the hell? Was that, was that your first one? <laughs> Yeah, when I was driving to work, yeah. <laughs> no. Now I don't I don't really remember the very first one. I think I do actually. You know how hard it is to piss when you get an erection, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I had to go pee and if I remember correctly, it got erect. And I couldn't pee and it felt like I was in pain like someone was stabbing me with it. It, I, it was hurting. And I finally pissed. But because it was erect, it didn't piss the right way. Yeah, it sprayed everywhere. <laughs> it, it pissed on the on the back of the toilet seat and everything else. I was like, oh, my God. I had to clean it up. And, like, I didn't know. That wasn't the cool part. The cool <laughs> part. was the cool part? That was not, there's, a, there's a cool part of that. Because, you, you know, your kid, you know, your, your schlong is down there. You're like, okay, all right, that's pretty cool. And then, then it gets erect. <laughs> and then you're like, cool. Then you're like, what the fuck? It's bigger. Holy shit. <laughs> that was the cool part. Hell Yeah. <laughs> that, just think if I had a camera back then. <laughs> no. I don't even want to know what you do nowadays. <laughs> Sending pictures to your furry friends? No, I don't send pictures at all. <laughs> I don't take pictures of myself, trust me. But uh, at least not down there. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, like I said, I remember now kind of pissing all over the seat and then like being tripped out on that, but then being like super impressed that it like grew like a ton more. So I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> so I was like proud of myself. <laughs> Good, good for you. <laughs> Legend. Well, I don't know what happened to Brian. I think we lost him. Okay. That's unfortunate. So uh, I guess we'll just continue the show All right. without him. But uh, yeah. The- Lazy Mexicano wanted to go home. He had to make his tamales. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, let's move on to this week's comics, movie, and TV news. All right. Tell me about some comics. You want to talk comics first? Yes. Okay. So Marvel announced several new Marvel Now titles and some changes they're making to other books. Okay. Uh, the first one is Infamous Iron Man. Infamous? Yeah. That means more than famous? Uh, well, it means fam- famous <laughs> for the wrong things. <laughs> Sorry, I was doing third you, you are infamous. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, so anyways, this one's all about Doctor Doom, who is now the new Iron Man. Hold up. I thought the black chick was the new Iron Man. Well, she's the new Invincible Iron Man. That's Riri Williams. So Doctor Doom is the infamous? Yes. Infamous? Infamous Iron Man, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, you remember what happened after Secret Wars? He came out of the the thing, yeah, like fully healed. He's like normal and everything. Yeah, he decides he wants to try to be good for a change. So instead of taking on the Doctor Doom persona and trying to rule that variant, be evil, and all that kind of shit, he fills the void that Tony left when Tony stopped being Iron Man. Okay, and tries to take over and be a good guy. Oh, it's gonna be like all Superior Spider Man again here. Kind of sounds kind of cool, but could, he goes bad. Don't could he? be cool. I'm sure he will not be able to sustain it, but. <laughs> uh, 
It'll be interesting for a little while. The world is much better with more Doctor Doom in it, man. I agree. Uh, and then, of course, we have Invincible Iron Man is being taken over by Riri Williams. Uh, she's Rhodey's niece, I believe. Okay. And yeah. uh, she's a technological whiz. Um, she develops her own Iron Man suit. And uh, when Tony Stark steps down, she's going to become the new official Iron Man. Sweet. Let's see. They've also announced a new series called Champions, which is Young Heroes. Uh, it's a team of Cyclops, Miles Morales, Miss Marvel, Nova, the Totally Awesome Hulk, and Viv Vision. Totally Awesome Hulk. That's uh, Cho? Cho. Amadeus Cho. And who's the other one? Viv Vision. Uh, you, you read the Vision series, right? The first book. You remember yeah. Vision's daughter? Uh-huh. That's her. And Cyclops? Like young Cyclops? From all new X-Men, yeah. Sweet. I think I'm going to pick this up. I like the cast. Yeah, it's a pretty good team, I think. I mean, they had me on with Miles and Nova, and yeah, this seems pretty interesting. I think so, too. It's like, I'm fuck shit up. Let's <laughs> start a whole new Civil War. <laughs> uh, the book I'm most excited about, though, is Unworthy Thor. Un- Whoa. Uh, it's Odinson with uh, the ultimate Thor's Mjolnir. Remember the hammer-axe combo? Yeah. Um, Wait a minute, this, this the guy with lost the arm, right? This is the original Thor. Okay. The one, the one, J- the Jason, one who- yeah, Jason Aaron's writing it again. Yeah, he's Oliver Koipel's doing the art. Okay, uh, but yeah, it's a continuation of where Mighty Thor ended off. Wow. So, uh, so he lost his arm against uh, Mal- uh, Mal- uh, I don't want to say Maleficent, <laughs> Malekith. Malekith, yeah. Ah, oh, sweet. Yeah, I can't wait to pick this. This is the up. same the same storyline continuing from Gore the God Butcher and and the Malekith thing and all that stuff. So, uh, it's Jason Aaron's best work at Marvel, I think. And the I'm, unworthy Thor. Yeah. I love that. As many Marvel books as I'm dropping, uh, I'm excited for a lot of these that I'm announcing right now. Yeah, so the, the first, the last two, yeah. Definitely going to pick up Unworthy Thor. Who you call Unworthy? Uh, your mama. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Boom and WWE have partnered for an upcoming line of wrestling-based comics. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you didn't say it right. Boom. Sure. Uh, <laughs> we don't really know any information about this yet, except that John Cena is going to be one of the features in the first one. Dun, bun, dun, bun. Um, can't see me. Brooklyn is installing a 13-foot bronze statue of Captain America to celebrate 75 years of the character. Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. Nice. It's kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool, because that's where he's from. Yeah. Uh, DC is doing Variant Month again in August, and they're going to have 25 Harley Quinn variants to celebrate Rebirth. So you're going to be broke. Fuck me. <laughs> what is this coming out? August. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm not going to be able to swing this. I'll be coming back from vacation. It's going to be hard. I know. Uh, I guess I'm, go- but I don't have to get the ones that I like. I'm not gonna get the ones that like. There's some that were just terrible last time. I, I, I don't like to bash people's art, but I guess I have a particular style of the way I like my Harley look. And there was a few that I didn't like. That's okay. Nothing says you have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC also announced they're doing a six issue Thundercats He-Man crossover in October. I'm really fucking stoked for this. Yeah, you probably wet your pants or. Uh, I mean, we haven't seen a Thundercats comic in a really long time. Did you get an erection? Uh, no. I didn't. <laughs> wow. So some old ass lady in a Kung Fu place can give you an erection, but not Thundercats E-Man. Well, she was like 24 and I was 10. Oh, well, you said, oh, I thought she was like 65. I said older. Oh, okay. So I started laughing. <laughs> I had pictures of some 65-year-old woman in a Kung Fu class. Well, like, first my grandma and then some old ass woman, like I have a type. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is that where you're trying to take yes. this? <laughs> uh, He-Man, uh, Thundercats is going to be interesting. I'm excited for Thundercats. I mean, they've been doing a great job with He-Man uh, the last few years. I mean, I've really enjoyed Eternity War, everything they've done with Masters of the Universe. Uh, How did our friends say it? By the power of motherfucking Grayskull. That's right. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this crossover. It sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So, really excited for that. Damn, I want Steve to write it. <laughs> uh, it's being written by the Mattel head writer, uh, Rob David, and the artist is Freddie Williams II. Have we seen some of Freddie's art before? Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, I can't remember what book, but I know the name. Okay. So. Definitely seen it before. All right. Um, the last piece of comic book news is that uh, San Diego Comic-Con has partnered with Comixology to do something really interesting as a giveaway at the con this year. They're doing comic book creator trading cards. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're going to have packs that they're giving away at random times throughout the convention. And if you attend the Comixology booth, they're going to give them to everybody in the audience, I think. But uh, I think there's like 50 or so for all the major creators that are there. So you can get a Josh Williamson or something like that? Yeah, and you can go get it signed. Oh, my God. Jesus, how are we not going? It's a pretty cool idea. That is cool. Uh, so that's it for comics. What do you want to move on to? Movies I want some TV? movies. Okay. Uh, the Gambit movie is still moving along. <laughs> Deadpool joke. You know your movie's not going to get made. <laughs> they're, uh, they're planning to begin filming in spring of 2017. Chan Tatum, huh? Tatum. Go bust the move. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um... You heard the Star Trek news. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, 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 I know that he's gay. They decided to make Sulu gay in the, the current iteration. And, I mean, that, that in itself I think is fine. Um, they did it as an homage to, to Kay. Mm-hmm. But Takei came out and said, I don't like that. Like, Gene Roddenberry wouldn't want that. Like, you're besmirching his legacy by making the character gay when it was something he wouldn't have done. Besmirching. That, that, those are his words. Uh-huh. And then, uh, of course, the cast all came out and they're like, what are you talking about? We did this for you. Like, you know, you should be happy about this. <laughs> so there's a little bit of internal fighting going on with the uh, Star Trek cast. Yeah. It's going to be rough to watch that movie because, you know. Because of Chekhov? Yeah, it's his last movie, man. Yeah. It kind of sucked. It's too bad. Uh, moving on, though. James Badge Dale. Yes! Um, he was one of the guys in Iron Man 3. Yeah, he was also the guy in uh, Pacific, also the guy in 24. Yeah, he's a good actor. Uh, he's been cast as the lead role in the Empty Man adaptation. Wow, so, really? That's kind of cool. They're going to make The Empty Man. Yeah, we, I told you that. I, I probably forgot, but wow. <laughs> you forget everything. <laughs> I do forget a lot of stuff. But shit, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's going to be kind of cool. He can act. So this might be pretty good. I thought you'd like that. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the very last piece of movie news is that Anjourney Rice, uh, the girl from The Nice Guys, she's been cast as an unnamed role in Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, everybody's speculating it's probably going to be Gwen. There's a lot of people being cast for this movie. I still don't know what freaking Ty Daly's being cast for. They, they haven't said anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> they haven't said who anybody is yet. Man. So. All right, give me some TV. Uh, TV. Casting news for Supergirl? <laughs> no Supergirl casting today, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Netflix has reached a deal with the CW to begin showing seasons eight days after the finale airs. Nice. So people that want to watch it but don't want to watch it live or don't have cable. Uh, What's on Netflix? Netflix, eight days after it airs. That'd be cool because my daughter can catch the stuff she misses. Yeah, because she's oh. big fans of the show. That's, that's pretty neat. That's good. Uh, CW also announced that John Barrowman's character, Malcolm Merlin, is going to be the big bad guy across all CW Arrowverse shows uh, next season, even Legends of Tomorrow. Really? So, so he's going to replace, uh, on Legends of Tomorrow, he's going to replace, whatchamacallit? Uh, I can see a Savage. Story. Savage, Randall Savage. Vandal Savage, yeah. Randall Savage? <laughs> I said Vandal. You said Randall. I, I knew it wasn't right when I said it. What? Fuck you, furry breath. <laughs> furry breath? Jesus. No wonder you like me so much. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, he's going to be the bad guy in Supergirl. He's going to be the bad guy in... How does that work? Arrow, Flash, everything. So That's, that's a money decision. But how the hell does that work? <laughs> I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Good thing he can act. Yeah. And that's it for news. Not, uh. not a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, I want to remind everybody to please go check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash comicalpodcast and support the show if you can. Thanks to those of you who already are supporting us. We really appreciate it, and it makes our lives a lot easier not to have to worry about paying for the bills for the show. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, also want to remind everybody to go to our Facebook and Twitter pages and like us. Uh, Facebook.com slash comical podcast. On Twitter, I am at comical podcast. I'm at comical podcast too. It's the same for Instagram. If you want to follow Brian Salinas, our buddy who disappeared halfway through the episode. You, you know he had better shit to do. I know. I got it right here. It's Brian A. Salinas 22 on Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah, make sure to follow him. And uh, thanks, Brian, for coming on. It was a blast to talk to you. Uh, sorry you had to go. And just so you guys know, the two guys over at Critical Thinking, they're big-time furries. Rick and Kyle, yes, I've seen the costumes. I've seen them do crazy things with each other in their dungeon. I'm just saying. I'm not surprised. That's why you were there, right? Oh, Brian's calling back. <laughs> hey, man. Are y'all still recording or what? Uh, we were just about to wrap everything up. All right. Well, uh, you know, if you're recording now, I just want to say thank you for having me out. Appreciate it. Um, sorry I was on and off because of the internet. The Comcast decided to go ahead and put take down the internet for a minute and do maintenance. Whatever. Um, we know you had to go make the tamales. <laughs> brother, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> well, we appreciate you, know, you coming on. It was a blast to talk to you, man. And, uh, you know, I think it was a really was a fun, fun episode. So it should be up. It was fun. It should be up tomorrow. Hey, since we only gave yeah. out your Twitter handle, you want to give out anything else where people can find your stuff? Yeah. Uh, they find me on uh, Facebook at Brian A. Salinas. You can find me there on Facebook. That's my personal page. I, admit, I administrate it myself. Nobody else is on there. I am going to put a uh, page up for, coming up soon for my comic, and I'll let everybody know from my from my Facebook page about that. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Brian Sl- Brian Salinas twenty two. I'm rarely on Twitter because it's you can't really bitch anybody out with hundred and forty characters. But uh, I think we should start a revolution against Pokemon Go. It's called Lazy Gamer. So <laughs> let's put that out worldwide. At lazy hashtag lazy gamer because I don't believe in exercising for a damn video game. Bullshit. <laughs> hey, what's your furry handle again? Furry kitty cat. <laughs> I, I, I like I, I I like it nice and soft. That's my furry handle. Okay. <laughs> well, Dale, you, you know Miguel, but um, well, hey guys, I gotta run. I appreciate that. Thanks for the kind words. Uh, about me and my family, we uh, couldn't do this without the support of the entire community that all y'all do for us. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was a blast. I look, I look forward to maybe one day doing it again if y'all don't get too many uh, hate, too many hate emails about me. No, nah, I don't think you'll get any. <laughs> I think you're getting me a lot of hate emails. <laughs> there, there'll be a lot of uh, there'll be a lot of fan art about Miguel as a furry after this episode. Man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Man. All right, man. Well, be I'll safe. Be Have a great one. And that's pretty much it, guys. So uh, you want to close this out, man? Yeah. Everybody, keep on scratching. <laughs> if you're a furry. <laughs> Fine. Keep on laughing, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>